0: Do, 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 do. You're listening to episode five of Friending, a no nonsense, all practical, sometimes hilarious podcast show that helps women like you and me cultivate healthy female friendship in these modern times. And I need the help too. We're learning together. My name is Noelle, and I am a female friendship researcher and speaker, and this is why I do the show. And today we're going to talk about the difference between a click and a friendship circle, because there is a difference, but it's not always obvious. And look, this is something I really think we need to get a good understanding of in order to help our children have better healthier friendships in their life because there is a lot of confusion of what is a clique and what is a friendship circle and people are getting hurt and it's just sad news all around. And honestly, as a kid, I did not understand the difference at all. And I think I probably was in more cliques than friendship circles for all the reasons that any of us ever were or may even still be in because cliques give you a sense of belonging. It's not healthy belonging, but it is a sense of belonging, that you are part of something, some kind of group that is your measure of worthiness and value because you belong to this particular group. And I just did not understand this as a kid. I think this is why I had a lot of friendship issues and probably why I was such a bad friend as a child. I just didn't get it. And I really do believe that friendship, and particularly female friendship, is an art that really can be taught. And as women, we do have a responsibility to teach this younger generation of women coming up, how to be better at supporting and encouraging and empowering one another through friendship. We have to take on this mantle and teach our daughters, our nieces, our, you know, students, how to be a better friend. And I think a key thing is knowing the difference between a friendship circle and a clique. And also, we kind of just need to know it for ourselves. Let's just get real for a hot second. Clicks still exist. I am almost 40 years old. I'm not quite there yet. I'm just a stone's throw away. But I can tell you... Clicks still exist in your latter 30s, and I, I hear they even exist in your 60s and 70s. I mean, you think you'd grow out of this kind of nonsense, but we don't because we all desperately want to belong. We just don't really know how to do that well, and in a way that is healthy and life-giving. I mean, this is good stuff. Belonging is good in itself, but when it's done in a toxic way, in a negative way, it's never good for anybody. So let's just jump in. We're going to just go there and we're going to discuss the differences between a click and a friendship circle and really how you can make better choices and making sure that your community is not a click, but is in fact a friendship circle. And then In doing this, in practicing this, in living this out, we'll be able to be a better example to the younger generation of women who, let me tell you something, the research is out there. This younger generation of not just women, but young men too, are terribly lonely, terribly lonely for all kinds of reasons. We're going to talk about those reasons in a different episode but they need us to help them learn the art of friendship. Here we go. Number one, the difference between a click and a friendship circle is one is closed. A click is a closed group of people. The friendship circle is an open group of people. Clicks are very protective of who is allowed in and Frankly, if you are kicked out, you never come back in, okay? So you'll see this with kids, is they'll do this thing where they're like, okay, it's just the three of us that are allowed to learn this dance, and nobody can know, and let's make a secret pact that no one can teach, and don't tell anybody, and it becomes very exclusive. They'll even say, well, it's just us four that are sitting here, or it's just us five that are going to the skating rink, and nobody else is allowed to come, and it's very closed. It's very protected. Nobody's allowed in. It's very difficult if you're the new person to come in. And if you try, you clearly do not feel welcome and you are clearly made to feel like an outsider. Friendship circles are different. It may be the same for women getting together, having a cup of coffee at their favorite little cafe in town and talking about their children and all that stuff. But if somebody new wants to join, there's no problem. Or if this whole group is going to go see Beyonce at the end of May and one of the women in that group know that, you know, Sally down the street is like a diehard Beyonce fan, there's no problem with, you know, inviting diehard Beyonce fan Sally to the concert to go with them. It's not so closed. There's an openness there. There is an ability to leave and come freely. If you are in a click, back to that closed group sort of picture, okay? Think of a really closed circle. There's no way in, there's no way out. If you're in that kind of community, a click community, you're really not even allowed to spend time with other people the group gets offended. You're accused of being disloyal. People feel uncomfortable if you invite somebody and they were not prepped or do you hear what I'm saying? There's a lot of just protectedness. It's very private and you can't experience other friendships outside of that close group. But a friendship circle is like, Hey, there's a four of us we're we're for each other. or There's a five of us. We're there for each other. But if one person has a friend who they do yoga with on Saturday, who's not in that circle, nobody is upset by this. Nobody's offended. And nobody cares if that yoga friend joins them at one of their little, you know, wine and dines on a Friday night. They don't care. Yes. It's the same group mostly that is committed to each other but there's plenty of room for new people to come in. So the first difference between a click and a friendship circle is that the click is a closed group and the friendship circle is an open group. Now, the second difference between a click and a friendship circle is that usually in a click, there is a clear leader. I like to even say a clique is a monarchy. Okay, there's one person (laughs) ruling how things are go. They tend to be the person that sort of dictates what is done, what is said, what is acceptable in the group. Usually this person decides who's in and who's out and sometimes on a weekly basis. Now, I have seen this clearly demonstrated in adolescent girls. There is one girl who is the queen bee she's the the queen of the clique and she decides who's in and who's out and what's going to be done and what's not going to be done and you know where they sit and how they dress i mean it is wild but it's it's like painfully obvious to watch here's the other thing i've seen this Also done in grown up women where there is a queen bee and she dictates who she's comfortable being around and what she really wants to do. And if she doesn't get her way, she sulks or manipulates. I mean, again, it's wild. It's subtle, but it still happens. There is a clear leader, a monarch. So cliques, they rule by monarchy. There's one person who kind of is in control. They're the ones that are probably the most difficult to please in the group. If they're not happy, nobody's happy until everybody is doing what this one person wants done. Clicks are ruled by one woman or man, and it's a monarchy. Now, a friendship circle is a little bit different. A friendship circle is a democracy, everybody has a voice. Everybody can have a suggestion. Everybody makes concessions for each other and compromises. If one person loves to go bowling, everybody goes bowling even though nobody else likes bowling as much as she does. But next week, everybody might go karaokeing because the other one in the group loves karaokeing and and so forth. You following? There's a lot of taking turns. Everybody is allowed to have an opinion. There is a shared responsibility of determining what is acceptable in the group and what is not acceptable in the group. Like for instance, a friendship circle, they may decide, Hey, look, it's just not cool. If we talk badly about each other's spouses, like let's not do that. And that's okay. Cause everyone has decided that not one person has been like, nobody can talk about my marriage ever. And nobody can ever bring up their kids. Cause I don't want to hear about their children. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's like the whole group decides what's best for the whole group. It's not left up to one person. And if there is someone who is not into an activity, they're not going to manipulate everybody into doing what they want to do or not doing the activity that everybody else wants to do. They may just say, Hey, look, I'm just not into line dancing. It's not my thing. But listen, you guys go out, have a good time. I'm going to catch up on some work that I need to get done. Send me pictures, send me your videos. I'll have a good laugh. And everybody is fine with it. Nobody's offended. Nobody feels betrayed because it is a democracy. Everybody has a say. Everybody has a turn. There's a sense of freedom. You will know if you are in a clique or a friendship circle based upon the feeling you feel inside when you go against the group. Let me give you a little example, okay? Let's say you do not let your kids have a cell phone until a certain age, but all your friends have given their children cell phones already. You will not feel anxious about talking about that. You will not feel pressured about giving your kids a cell phone just because all your friends have. You'll just be like, I'm different. They've got a different way of seeing things. We can be friends. There's no anxiety. There's no judgment. It's all good, okay? But... (laughs) If you're in a clique, you're like hiding that. You're keeping it a secret or you're like, okay, I'm just going to give my kid a phone so my friends don't think I'm a freak parent. Your own choices, your own life choices, you will feel ashamed by if you don't feel like you have their approval. Let me just say that again because I don't feel like I was being clear, okay? Your life choices, your lifestyle, the things that you believe, if you sense that the group would disapprove of what you have chosen to believe or do, you will comply to their standards as opposed to upholding your own. And that is a telltale sign that you're in a freaking clique. If you are afraid to think different than the group of people that you call your friends, not good. You're in a clique, girl. You are in a classic clique. Friendship circles welcome diversity. They welcome differing opinions. They love that. They want to hear your perspective. Not everybody has to agree on one thing. But if you are afraid to disagree, you are in a clique because you are in a monarchy. And when you go against the queen's orders, you're going to be thrown out of the kingdom. And that is not good. That's not healthy. And listen, we need to get this because our daughters, our nieces, our students are looking up to us and they're looking for us to teach them how to do female friendship well. And a lot of us are still in cliques and we're allowing our life choices to be determined by one toxic leader who we call our friend is that not crazy? It's kind of crazy. And listen, I've been there. I've done that. And I know how hard it is to get out of it, but we got to. Okay. So click, monarchy, friendship circle, democracy. One is ruled by one person and one is an open space where everybody gets a say and everybody gets a turn. The third difference between a click and a friendship circle In a clique, there's going to be alliances, okay? There are people within that little community who are going to align themselves together to actually be against the very clique that they belong to. Usually the alliance will include the leader, the queen bee, and and some loyal subject that she has chosen for the week, but it could be to, you know... Other loyal subjects that just decide that even though they're in this clique, they secretly are going to resent the leader and anybody who just kisses her butt. All right. You'll see this a lot in cliques. There's these little secret alliances, there's almost like little groups within the bigger group, and you don't really know who is loyal to who there is not mutual appreciation for each other. In fact, there's a ranking order of who is the most important and who is the least important. Again, you can kind of see this with young adolescent girls. I remember talking to a young girl who was explaining to me some anxiety she was feeling because on her little iPod, she had different groups in her FaceTime. So like, a few of these girls would be in a text thread or in a FaceTime group, and a few of these other girls. And within the group, there'd be separate groups. So let's say there's five girls in a group, three of them would have their own private chat and they would talk about what was being talked about in the bigger group. And even with that three little girls, there'd be like two girls that would be talking about the three girls who'd be talking about the five girls. And it was producing a lot of anxiety for this young child because sometimes she'd have to check which group she was writing in and she would be worried when they were talking badly about somebody, was it being written in the right group? And I finally just said, well, how about just number one, not trash talking about people. And number two, why does there need to be all these little groups? And she was explaining to me the ranking system that yes, this might be a friendship group, or I like to call it click. But within that little click, there were more important relationships than the others. And they were separate and secretive. So little Jojo and little Billy, they're not going to tell everybody that they've been chatting about everybody else. Nobody knows that they've called each other their best friends, but they do have this alliance. So again, it's usually the queen bee and one of her loyal subjects that she has chosen for the week. Do grown up women do this? Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember one time I was in a message group on Facebook. And there was a bunch of us discussing a situation. I can't remember exactly what it was, but there were things being said. And then I got another message from three other women who were in one group who were discussing – what they felt was not right about the main message. And I was like, why don't we just like tell everybody that we disagree with the whole group instead of having this like side conversation? But nobody really wanted to do that. They didn't really want to confront. They didn't really want to solve the problem. They just kind of wanted to feel like there was a camaraderie and that there was a closeness here that wasn't in existence in the main group. And the way they did that was a little side message like, "Can you believe she just said this?" Oh my gosh, I know I was thinking the same exact thing, but nobody's challenging what was said. They're just discussing it in the inner alliance. So this happens all the time and I have been guilty of it. I totally ashamed to admit it. I am actively trying to not do that. And when I see it come up or I'm invited into that, I just say, Hey, not interested or just don't even engage. But this does happen. Friendship circles There are not really alliances, but there is an understanding that some people are just going to be closer than other people. And it's not a secret. It's not a secret and it's not to leave anybody out or to make people feel less important. It's just a reality that, okay, you and I have a similar interest and we might be the only two that like to watch the winter Olympics. And so we're going to get together and watch the winter Olympics and we have no problem not inviting everybody because it's just the two of us that like it. And nobody's upset. Everybody is happy for us that we have found each other in the world to diehard Winter Olympics fans. The conversations aren't secretive. They're not about people in the group. It's very open. It's it's good. It's, it's a good, um, healthy flow of intimacy and that there's an understanding that there is a different level of intimacy between the friends. Not everybody is going to feel as close to each other as some others will. A good example of this is one time I remember my daughter was showing me just that there were a few friends that got together and they were hanging out and they were taking pictures of them having fun and sending them to the rest of the group. And I don't know if it was to make the rest of the group feel bad or not, but I just said to my daughter, look, you know how I want you to respond? You know what is the best way to respond to these pictures that you could be offended by? You could feel left out. You can be like, why the heck are they sending me pictures of them having the best time without me? I said, switch your mindset and go, you know what? I'm happy you're having fun. I'm happier together, having fun and have a good time. And she's been doing that. And she said to me, Mom, that really does help me. I don't get as offended or mad. It also helps me to see that it's okay to have different friends within the group. So if I want to go to the movies with one of my friends, it's not going to be a betrayal to everybody else. The fourth difference between a clique and a friendship circle really becomes obvious when conflict arises within that little social community. With cliques... Conflict is rarely ever addressed, number one. Usually people are just cut off. They're not called back. They're not invited anymore. They're given the silent treatment. They're kept at arm's length. They can even be shunned. They could even be shunned by the rest of the group. If conflict arises, if one person makes a mistake or does something that the group doesn't like or there's an issue instead of addressing it there's just a shunning there's a it's just like nope you're dead to me or you're going to be punished or we're not talking to you anymore it's it's very clear you're out but there's no real communication friendship circles talk about things when conflict arises when there's a misunderstanding because here's the thing anywhere where there's people in a group there is a probability that there will be a misunderstanding or someone might get hurt that's just the nature of humanity. We're not always perfect and kind and understanding and selfless to one another. We screw up. But when the screw up happens in a friendship circle, everyone really rallies around together to solve the issue in the most positive, constructive way. In fact, talking about it or creating space for the two people who are offended to talk about it becomes a high priority because they don't want to leave anything left unsaid. They don't want bitterness. They want to move forward. They believe that healing and even growth can come out of conflict. But with a click, if there's conflict, you just cut that person out. You choose a side and then you kick the other person out and you pretend like they never existed. And I know that sounds a bit extreme, but it can happen in very subtle ways. Again, in adolescent girls, I've seen this with birthday parties. When there's a conflict in the group, the guest list changes. Somebody does not get invited. And it's clear you are out. You've done something. Maybe you and another person in the group have had a misunderstanding. We've chosen her over you. We do not care if this ever gets resolved. We don't want to be bothered with that awkwardness. We're just going to cut you out. You're not invited anymore. And yes, I have witnessed this exact thing with grown-up women and even At parties. I have heard of people throwing themselves to parties or throwing two parties with two separate guest lists so that the clique can feel free of the offending people. Okay, that is crazy. But a lot of us do this, right? So Susan and Luann are not getting along in our little clique, okay? And it's my birthday and I don't want there to be awkwardness because we're not dealing with it because cliques don't deal with conflict. So what I'm going to do is because the clique has decided that Susan is the wrong one and Susan needs to be out, I'm going to invite everybody, including Luann, to my little birthday soiree and I'm just going to do something separate with Susan because, you know, I don't want to completely shun her because I'm supposed to be a grown up, but I don't want to make everybody else feel awkward because the conflict hasn't been resolved and nobody's interested in resolving it, so that's how I'm going to do it. Do you hear how this happens even as adults? We are manipulating, we're being secretive, we're not dealing with stuff because we're in a clique, and cliques don't resolve issues. They avoid them, they cut you out, they move on. True story. This is a true story. I was in a conflict with another woman within a friendship circle once. And it was like not good. I was I was probably in a really bad place personally and I was getting stressed out and I was getting super offended really easily. I was just not the Noelle that you would want to be friends with at that moment. I was going through a lot and this one person said something and it offended me and made it like hurt me. And I was like pissed off, okay? Okay. And because I was in a healthy friendship circle, the other women that were involved were like, you got to talk about this. Like you got to like address this. If you don't address this, if you don't, if you two don't work this out, this is not good. What can we do to help you see where the other person is coming? How can we, how can we aid your reconciliation? Because you both are so important to us. And eventually... I kind of grew up, matured, and was like, all right, let's talk about this. Let me hear your side of things. And she shared with me her side. I shared with her my side. We both apologized. Bada bing, bada boom. We realized that we could move forward, and it strengthened the friendship circle. It didn't tear us apart, but it was because reconciliation and dealing with stuff and talking things out is a high priority for friendship circles. They don't want people to have brokenness in their friendships. They want them to be connected and unified. So let's kind of go over a couple of the ways that cliques and friendship circles are different, okay? Cliques are a closed group. Nobody is allowed in unless the leader says it's okay. Friendship circles are open groups. There is the same group of women that do care for each other, but they're allowed to have other friends. And of course, there's always space for new people to join. The difference between a clique and a friendship circle is a clique is ruled as a monarchy. There's one queen bee. There's one woman that's calling most of the shots. And if she's not happy, ain't nobody happy. And everybody lives to please her. A friendship circle is ruled by democracy. Everybody has a voice. Everybody has a say. They can take turns. They make concessions for each other. Nobody is the leader or the head of the group. Number three, in a clique, there's going to be secret alliances. Usually, it's the queen bee with one of her chosen loyal subjects at the moment. In a friendship circle, there's no secret alliances. There's just open levels of intimacy. There are going to be some friends that are closer to each other than others, and that is okay. Nobody's offended. Nobody feels left out. Everybody gets it. And number four, when conflict pops up in a clique, it's ignored. Nobody talks about it. They just decide who gets to stay in and who is being kicked out. And that's the end of it. That's how they deal with it. They're not going to actually engage. They're not going to problem solve. They're not going to make space for reconciliation. If there is a problem, somebody's got to go and they go. In a friendship circle, when two people are in a misunderstanding or there's a conflict, they work very hard to help those two people See each other's perspectives, come to reconciliation. They do whatever they can to create unity and they don't just pretend like it's not happening. They address it. Okay. So, again, clicks avoid friendship circles engage for the sake of there being productive growth coming out of the conflict. If you see yourself in a click, what should you do? What if you're like listening to this right now and you're like, oh my gosh my squad, my crew of people, like we're clicky. What is going on? I just want to encourage you, every click can become a friendship circle. Every click can kick down the wall that's keeping people out and make space for new people to come in. Every click can address the issue of one person sort of controlling the group. Or manipulating what happens in the group. Every click can literally say, look, let's not be secretive. Let's not have alliances. Let's be there for each other, but understand that we're all going to have different levels of intimacy with one another. Every single click can stop ignoring or avoiding conflict and just cutting people out and start engaging for reconciliation and for unity's sake conflict in a way that is productive and healthy. Every click can become a friendship circle. And in the same regard, every friendship circle can become a click. If you don't pay attention, you really can become a click. Look, there's nothing wrong with preferring one another. There's nothing wrong with a friendship circle. There's nothing wrong with having a group of people that you like to be friends with. The problem comes when the group is determining things that a group should never determine like what you believe in your life choices who you're allowed to be friends with what is done when conflict comes up a click is very controlling it's secretive it's protective there's a manipulation usually one person's needs is being met over everybody else's friendship circles are not that way and if you can just pay attention to the red flags and be the brave friend that says, hey, look, you know what? I feel like there is a little bit of an issue here. Let's address it. Hey, look, you know what? I feel like there's an opportunity to invite the new woman that just joined our you know, neighborhood, invite her over for some uh, wine and pizza that we do on Saturday nights. If everybody is like, uh no, I don't want to do that. I just feel so comfortable with our little group. I just don't want to I don't want to open up to somebody new. It's going to feel awkward if that happens. Just be like, no. We can make room for people and it not threaten what we have here. Here's a little thing I'm going to say. Friendship circles are not comfortable with loneliness, meaning it bothers them when they see people that are alone and they want to include them. People who are in cliques They actually feel better about themselves when they see people who are left out, who are not invited, who are lonely. Somehow other people's loneliness makes them feel like they belong more. And that is the truth. So let's get an understanding of this. There is a difference between a clique and a friendship circle. And let's not be offended by people's friendship circles, okay? They're not all cliques. I've heard women be like, oh my gosh, that group of women over there are such a clique. And I'm like, no, they're just a circle of friends. They've always been very welcoming and friendly to everybody else. They're not kicking anybody out. You know, they just happen to really like each other and they spend time together. Like, let's not get offended by that. And if we feel left out, if we don't feel included, if we feel threatened by that, hey, Start your own friendship circle and invite people in and be cool and and open and, and devoted to unity and reconciliation and encouraging one another. You hear what I'm saying? All right. Okay. Let's learn this and let's pass this down to our kids. Lord knows they need it. And they need us to explain it to them plainly. And if we see our kids going through this, let's address it. Let's help them figure out how to have a healthy circle of friends that is going to give them life and it's going to encourage them to follow their dreams and to be a good friend to other people because the world needs more of them. Listen, if women can learn how to really be friends with one another, we're unstoppable. I mean, holy cow. If we can really truly encourage and empower one another and really be friends to one another, man. What will this world look like? Holy crap. I'm excited. Anyways, if you want to talk more about friendship circles and cliques and all that stuff, you can find our little Facebook group, The Friending Squad. Find us there and we'd be happy to, to welcome you into our friendship circle. And of course, if you want to contact me, if you want to book me to speak, you can find all that information in the show notes. Okay, everything you ever needed to know about friending, about me, about whatever that I have to offer is in the show notes. I try to be really good by giving you all the information there. So until next time, be the friend that you've always wanted, okay? I'll talk to you next week. Your friend, Noel.